Welcome to the next edition of Showcasing a Member. My name is Todd Rule, the CEO of the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce, and today we've got Kent Woodford with us from the Toowoomba Turf Club, uh, great members of the Chamber, and also a local real estate agent. So welcome, Kent. Thanks, Todd. Thanks very much for having me on here. Much appreciated. Oh, it's great to have you. So this is, uh, we raised, we talk about the stories of small business owners and small business owners and our members. So Kent, do you want to start with, what's, what's your background? I originally come from Warwick, Todd. I was, I, was, I was born on a farm. I moved into just working on the local council and I owned a small business in Warwick. Always had a passion with real estate and I guess I'd grown a love, love for horse racing through association with the, the Nolan family who are from Warwick as well too. So I just felt the opportunities were a little bit bigger and better in Toowoomba at the time. To, so I sort of moved down here, but it was about 23 or something, and sort of started a real estate career. Obviously, with association with the racing, they've obviously sort of combined or intertwined in a little bit of a way. Obviously, a lot of my um, contacts and, and, and clients do come from the racing industry over the years. So it, it sort of went from there and sort of joined a member. Honestly, probably just joined a member, so I didn't have to line up for a drink so much at Wheatwood. To be honest, I didn't have any envisions that time of, 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 of ever sort of probably getting to a committee level, nor thinking probably anyone would ever want me at that level. But but look, it grew a bit of a passion. I sort of probably got involved more coming on a daily basis with the training side of it and, and that sort of stuff. We're seeing it firsthand and, and did get develop a real real interest in in that. Yeah, and I sort of got approached to go on the committee at one stage and I went on there. I must admit I probably didn't know really what I could offer or, or what, what was going to forsake on that, but I was, I, was, I was happy to give it a go. And then it sort of progressed from there to, to vice chairman, then to chairman, which, you know, I'm, I'm sort of very... Very honoured and very humble to be to be chairman. Uh, it's coming on to fourth fourth year at the end of this year. So, so let's just while you we touched on horse racing. Uh, you know, you know, it's a passion of mine as an owner breeder uh, of horses. We've got the main the spring carnivals coming up. We've got now a great thing for Toowoomba and the Toowoomba business community with Wheatwood being a key focus of the spring carnival, as they called it, as announced by Racing Queensland. We know from some statistics that. The racing industry, which is primarily all small businesses, contribute about $100 million to the local economy. I mean, they employ over 1,000 people, or I should say regional economy, because you know, it's broader than that. So tell us what your thoughts are about how the industry impacts on the business community. What are the connections? Oh, look, I think the connections are, are probably far-reaching. And I guess when you see these studies, you do see it more um, naturally, you know, I think you think of, of, of everyone thinks of the obvious, but it obviously flows through to, to feed merchants. It obviously throws through to the people they employ, their subsidy businesses, obviously salaries. These are just some examples. You've obviously got a massive veterinary business out of it. And then also, you know, it obviously comes down to, to fr- from, from a club land point of view, away from that, obviously hospitality. Um, it's a very massive part of our business. So obviously there's food distributors, suppliers, all that sort of angles, obviously entertainers, even down to people that that come here to perform. We try to give local acts as many opportunities as we can here to, to perform. And I guess it also comes down to an employment factor. We have a large permanent staff and, a, and and also a very large casual staff as well that works here of a Saturday. So, yeah, so I, I think it sort of applies for a lot of them sort of businesses. And obviously um, events like Wheatwood, people have to buy dresses and suits and do themselves up and get bigger and better better haircuts. Not that I need one, but they, they have to get the do and all that sort of stuff. So I guess that's a one-off sort of hit into the Get into the economy as well. It, it's quite a quite a big thing, but yeah, it it really does. I think flow flow through. Obviously, um, we sort of obviously really are determined to get local, you know, supplies. Just even the maintenance of the place, electricians, that sort of stuff is is a very much ongoing business. Obviously, you know, the audios and all that sort of stuff. So 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing where, where it does reach from not only in industry but from club land as well. And I think that's really important, isn't it? Because I don't think people really understand the broad impact that um, this industry um, or this club has on local businesses, as you said, across a majority of business sectors. It's just phenomenal. Look, it is. And I think it, it really did come to light as a whole when, when, when racing went through the, the prize money issue and obviously pitching to the government. They've done quite, quite a comprehensive study on just one horse trainer in particular and just what his business you know, what it employed and what it reflected. So I guess if you times that over yeah, a large number of horse trainers and then obviously transfer it to clubs as well, it is, it is a very big part of the economy, obviously here and in Queensland as a whole. So I think sometimes we do, do get forgotten for that. I know it gets very much appreciated here on a local level by a lot of businesses that, that support us and we support them. But I think just generally as, as an industry whole or, or a community whole or a government whole sometimes, we do get a little bit forgotten in just the number of people that are, are employed in our industry. And as you said, Kent, you uh, you're employing local suppliers. Like yeah. that's the that's the goal of the club. You try and get to the local electrician or the local plumber yeah. or the local hospitality sectors or caterers or whatever to actually supply locally. So yeah. I think you know that's a great thing. It's something that's obviously the chamber's been pushing for. You know this, say yes to local. You know support local. So I think that's another great initiative of the club. Oh, look, certainly it's certainly an aim of mine where we can where we can. You know, in a in a very um, simple sense, do business with someone local that's you know going to support us, and you know naturally, you know we we feel as a flowback, obviously in the return support, and I think it has shown you know in our hospitality figures over the last few years when we've had an accent on that as well. I think it creates a a good good feeling within the community, and naturally that that flows back to to us as well. So yeah, no, we certainly our attempt is always to obviously employ locally, buy locally, uh, anything we can sort of um, source here, we we certainly go to to great lengths to do that. Now, um, we have to talk about it, you know, COVID-19. You know, we can't get away from it. Uh, this morning we hear the uh, Premier announcing uh, the closing of the borders um, for the second time. But like the Chamber, where we, we survive off income from events, memberships and sponsorships. That's basically our income stream. So what's been the impact on you from an events? Because I know I've been to many um, great events here uh, at the Toowoomba Turf Club. What's been the impact of COVID nineteen on on your business? Oh, look, it's 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 been very dramatic, particularly in our hospitality side. I guess we were very fortunate that that horse racing could continue. In the essence of the, we do derive income from from the horses trained here. That is a very cost intensive part of our business, and does not tend to you know to be a big revenue business. Naturally, we, everything we make there, we pull back into it because naturally we want the best facility for the horses. That is our intention there. So it's, it's certainly not meant to. To be a, to be a market money venture, and and put it simply, our our money is in beer and pies, and hospitality. You know, and we had that really rolling. We had a very big season coming up. So look, I know it's affected a lot more people, probably more, more than more, more than us. We, we've certainly survived it. I guess through through racing Queensland and the fact that the turnover has continued, we've been able to be helped out there. But as far as our hospitality business at Grand Down and a lot of our casual staff, which we sort of felt very sorry for, we couldn't offer them positions of a Saturday. That second job is 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 very important to to them. Um, that sort of stuff stuff's been very hard, and, and it's a very hard minefield coming out of it as well. Obviously, with Wheatwood coming up, we're still not sure on our numbers. It's a very difficult position to be in, to be you know at a point where you might have to turn people away from Wheatwood. You know, something that we, naturally as a club, we're trying to get everybody here to Wheatwood. Um, and naturally, I think people are really like looking for an event. Obviously, the Carnival Flowers has been massively affected by by COVID nineteen. You know, no food and wine festivals. So 
I guess there's a lot, a lot of interest in, in coming here for Wheatwood. You know, I feel calls personally every day and, and messages as the club does on a greater basis, but it's it's going to be very hard under the current rules to, to be able to do it. We're certainly looking at a few initiatives, you know, maybe, um you know, our car park and that sort of stuff, having our areas, our open areas, um, subject to a nice day, being able to, to do that and that sort of stuff. But as I think, you know, you've probably been involved in Vents Todd's, when you start bringing in a lot of infrastructure, it's very costly. Consequently, you know, what you've got to charge your patrons sometimes is it's something I certainly have learnt in this. You think put up a tent and serve a few beers, you know, that can't cost too much, but the, the, the hire of all that sort of stuff and obviously the setting up of it and outside bars and all that sort of stuff away from, from, your, from your everyday infrastructure is quite costly. But we're certainly going to do our best to do that. But, yeah, look, it, it has affected our, our business massively. Is it changing the way you operate at all? Oh, certainly. It has? Yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah, I think we, we're like everybody else. You, you, you just don't know. What we all considered normal was going to return, you know, like it's like little things, you know, even, you know, you can't have a drink at the bar and that sort of stuff. You know, it's always been quite a casual environment here, as I'm sure it is for, for, for most of our Saturday race goers. So, look, it's a bit of change of business there. And obviously just the attention to detail you have to have around your, your cleansiness, which all food businesses and, and beverage businesses do. We're no different than anyone else. So that sort of stuff. And also, I guess just, just your forward planning, like your people – Ring up with a function, you know, just not a matter of just saying, yeah, of course we'll have you, you know. Well, how many you've got? What areas have you got available? If people want 80 and you've only got a 30 area available, you know, you could probably have made do at some stage, but that's sort of difficult to try and to try and judge it. And, and it's, it's, it, it is, it's certainly a, a juggling act all the time. So, Kent, what about uh, your members? You're a membership-based organisation, correct? Like, yes, like, yep, definitely. Like the Chamber, so... Yep. So here's here's a good opportunity to give a shout out to uh, anyone listening. Is how can they become a member of the Toowoomba Turf Club? Look, yeah, I think these times, um, obviously, I think becoming a member of the Toowoomba Turf Club takes on more precedence because naturally, members of any club do obviously, um, you know, have the have the advantage of being a member and, and the preferences that go with that. Look, I think for one hundred thirty two dollars, it's it's a great it is a great club to join. That gets you free admission all year, including Wheatwood, you know, New Year's Melbourne Cup, and that's for three passes. And as well as every week, and obviously there is also food and beverage discounts as well there. Obviously discounts to to our um to our functions on an all time basis. So look, I think it's it's a very well spent 132, and I certainly knew that was the reason I joined. Going back then, I, I thought it was great value. That's how I sort of got involved in the club to start with. I think it's great, and everyone that joins, look, we have days for our members, and I really think the feedback has been very good on that. You know, we're certainly very conscious that members are the lifeblood of their club as as um, the Chamber of Commerce would certainly know that. And we, you know, we're not a club without them. So we are. And look, I think if people can join, it's also an opportunity to have a say in the future of the club as well. You know, from time to time, there's there's issues that, you know, certainly we welcome our members' feedback on, both good and bad. So we're certainly very here to that. And I think it's a, you know, it's a great networking opportunity for business as well. Even of a normal Saturday to, to bring out your clients or your staff out here and have a meal. It's it's lovely here of a nighttime overlooking the track with the lights. Even without, a, without being passionate about racing, it is a great night. Food and that stuff's going really well. Full credit to our chef, Olive Pfeiffer and Jody Cotty that run that side of our business. They've improved our standards. Honestly, our standards were probably below where they should have been, to be honest. You've got to look look in the mirror there. So we certainly think we've got it back up to where I think the feedback from the patrons is, has been very good on it, and that's certainly what we judge on it. It's not, not what we think it's good. It's it's the feedback we've got from them. So that has been very pleasing, and, and we've got it on a consistent basis, which you know in the past, unfortunately, we couldn't do.
Say yes to local support small business. Chambers Top Tips. Buy from your local shops, cafes and restaurants to keep locals in jobs. Ask your local store if they can deliver to your door. Pay with plastic when possible, not cash. Stock up on gift certificates for later. Post about your visit on social media and share their posts. Check in with small business owners and employees. Look for local retailers with an online platform or help a local shop develop one. And most importantly, be kind, support each other and look out for one another. Let's keep it local to Woomba. And so uh, do we just go online and uh, get a form, fill it out, send it in? Yeah, yeah, no, just go online, just get a form, fill it out. Obviously, just, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a second or a first there, but that's no problems at all. Anyone sends it in, I can arrange that to, to get that done. It's very simple, just, yeah, just get it in. And that will, it, it gets passed and, and become a member of our club, and we certainly welcome you out here and, and, and appreciate everyone's support. Well, you know, Ken, I'm uh, obviously a big supporter of uh, horse racing. Uh, it's uh, been in my family for, or in our blood for a long time from bookmakers and, and so forth. So well, let's just uh, move on because I know you're more than just the, the chair of the Turmeric Turf Club. Uh, you've got your real estate hat on from time to time. Tell us about what are you seeing in the real estate market now? Oh, look, I think Toowoomba really has come through this COVID very well. There's a great demand for houses at the moment, I think. Maybe you know a lot of young first home buyers, even away from the grant. I think it, you know the, the time with COVID maybe got them to have a bit of a realization and have a look and think maybe it's time to get into the property market. Great interest rates. Great interest rates. You know the prices giving here, money away, giving money away basically. <laughs> Remember the old days, seventeen percent, seventeen percent or something when I first bought my first house. Yeah. So um, you know, got it for fourteen percent or something. You could have bought three now. You know. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I think everyone sort of I think. You know, um, sometimes they, they've gone in to inquire on these grants and they might not have been suitable for them, but it's it's started the ball rolling with them to see what their their buying capability is, our capacity, and, and they've sort of done that um, and come back into it. Look, it's it's a very solid state, and I think Queensland is viewed as that. Also, I feel, obviously, share markets and we get tipped upside down a bit with, with the troubled world with COVID, so I think the old bricks and mortar where you can drive past it every day, Todd, and it's still there. Um, you know, that, that sort of security, and obviously... Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people have sort of come back into it because the returns from the banks, like you say, the the downside of low interest rates to borrow is obviously the downside of of um for retirees is is a very small return. So the homes can can sort of create that, and I think the rental market is is very strong as well, which makes it attractive for investors. So look, yeah, I I, I think the yeah the mark we really have really have come through this well. Um, in general, strong demand. It's very Still, strong demand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so we need more houses. Yeah, need more houses. Yeah, yeah. and a lot a lot of times I think maybe people you know, don't sort of chase the dream as much that they realise probably, you know, Toowoomba might be the place to live, you know. So I think there's been a little bit of a mindset and I think there's more more first-home buyers and more young owner-occupiers looking to buy houses now than what was before COVID. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, uh, it took me a while to wake up to myself and move back. And um, there's this growing body of research now about people moving from the city to tree changes rather than sea changes. So it'll be interesting to see what the impact, but I think you're right. I mean, it's good to hear that my observation is we need more housing. We need diverse, more diverse housing. We need more opportunities. And I just spent the night uh, raising some money for homelessness and we see that impact. But just across the board, there's a shortage of houses. So we need more. So it's good to see that you're confirming from what you do every day with my um, observations. So what else are you seeing in the real estate market? Oh, look, I think people have probably started to realise, I think, yeah, Toowoomba does exist very good value here, you know, at all ends of the market for spending even in the sort of top end what you can buy here to buy again. And I think your tree change thing is has been a massive thing. Sometimes people prepared to sacrifice maybe a bigger income they could earn in Brisbane in certain professions 
to come here and obviously, you know, we have a very good schooling, history of schooling, lifestyle changes, you know, you find a lot of people like that. And obviously I think that's grown as well too with the ability for people to work remotely. So even if someone did have a job in Brisbane, they probably maybe only have to go down at a limited time. It can be, you know, and I think that is something out of COVID that will probably will never, you know, that, that ability and obviously with Zoom and everything, it's, it's quite, even for someone like me that's not technically savvy, you know, to, to, to be able to do things remotely, the world's pretty easy to do it. You don't need to be, you know, Bill Gates to be able to do it these days, do you, both money-wise or ability-wise, you know. So you can certainly, um, I think it offers a lot easier for people and I think companies have become very good to it and probably realise production, they're getting out of people. You know, the, the, the ones that really want to do it, obviously they're quite happy to, to start work early in the morning and, you know, it suits their lifestyle choice and a lot of times it's, it's only the result that counts. It doesn't matter to some people when that gets done. And how did you manage the sort of, you're in sales, how did you manage showing houses or showing property or through through that period? Was it was there strict guidelines in place? Yeah, look, at the height of the restrictions, there was obviously open houses got stopped. It was it was private inspections and people were quite cautious about that sort of stuff. So I guess it, it, it did slow down there a little bit and obviously we had to follow all the rules with the sanitizer and recording of people's details and, and that sort of stuff. And, and there were some, some vendors weren't comfortable with it, you know, obviously might have felt they were in the high-risk category, which was fully understandable. So there was a few, like all industries, a few things to, to work through there. But I think as Queensland, I think people come to realisation we probably weren't as affected as some of the other states, particularly in this area here. I think when it relaxed a little bit, people are sort of fairly comfortable with, with getting out and about and, and having a look at look at homes. And I think if people have got a cold or something like that, I think we've some good habits have probably come back into everybody, you know. Yeah, we're staying at home. We're staying at home, yeah. yeah. Where, where we should have stayed. Yeah, we should. All the time. All the anyway. time. That's exactly right. It's like the, the washing of the hands and all that sort of stuff. Like, honestly, it's something that, you know, we were taught as kids, but maybe, it, you know, when we all get busy, we sort of doesn't sink in. So, yeah. So, so you'll see that, do you think the whole real estate industry will change its practices as a result? Or is it just slowly returning to normal because people want to see what they're purchasing? Yeah, look, I think to a degree it has changed a little bit with the, with obviously the ability to, to, to view stuff online and obviously, you know, FaceTime videos and, and virtual videos. But I, I think it's always when you're buying in your local community, I think the touch and feel thing's never going to go away. And we probably don't have the high-end Chinese-type investors or people from overseas that are buying the massive waterfront property that probably will because there's only one of them. You know, be happy to, happy to have someone advise them or, or buy it, you know, online. We're probably more... A lot of our, our buyers are locally sourced, or even if they come from away, there's always been some people buying away that are happy to buy online, investors anyway, so I think that, that, that will continue. But I think the touch and feel and being able to see it is still, is still very important because it is quite a, it's obviously a very major decision, probably the most major decision of people's lives. So I guess we'd all, as much as if we had to, I suppose we'd do it, but I think to have a look at it is, is, you know, is, is still very important for people. Well, Ken, it's been great talking to you about your role at the Turf Club and your real estate uh, history. Is there any sort of final message you'd like to give to anyone in the small business community? Oh, look, I think if we can all, all see our way through these travel times, I think Toowoomba's a, a great community that, that really does try to support ourselves. So I guess I wish, you know, hopefully um, things remain the same that they remain here at the moment with, with what's happening and these businesses can sort of, some of them that have been greatly affected, you know, get back on their feet. And I think, again, if we Toowoomba people support Toowoomba businesses, I think it goes a long way towards it. What the Chamber does in promoting that, and I think there's some online stuff that's that's come into play since since COVID, which I think is great. People with recommendations for local businesses that I think that's that that's that's a great initiative, and I think that that should be you know encouraged because at the end of the day, if the money circulates within our town, everyone can take advantage of it, whether it be a real estate agent or, or the turf club. 
or your local cafe. You know, I think it's it's very important that everyone that survives, everyone that does better, the whole city does better. And I think that's what everyone wants to say. Too true. Well, Kent, thanks for your time today. No, thank you very much for having me on. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.